Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. chapter 3. It's great to see everybody here today. Amen. I'm just so good. Glad to see Mike today. My buddy. Yes, indeed. Good to have everybody online that's with us today. Thank you for being here. I'd like to ask you to go to the book of Philippians, please. Chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to read beginning at verse number Verse number 10. Very familiar passive scripture. Been around here for very long. Um, matter of fact, Bishop has got a great book by this title. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. That I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you, God, for this, this time, God, that we've gathered. We pray, Lord, today that you would have your way. Lord, I'm asking you, God, to bless, Lord, uh, your word to our hearts. Thank you for the privilege that we have, God, uh, to, to deliver your word. Lord, I ask, God, that I share my gift today as, as you would receive honor in it. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Man, praise God. My thought this morning is taken from the first words here in our text, that I may know him. Say that with me, that I may know him. The Lord bless you, you can be seated. I have a few questions I want to ask you this morning. Why are we here today? Why are we here today? Why did you get up on a Sunday that maybe you could have slept in? Maybe you could have done something else, gone fishing, gone shopping. But you chose today to get up, get ready, and come to be the house of the Lord. My question is, why? What is the underlying purpose? Why do we sing? Do we come to church just to sing? Do we come to church just to be seen? Do we come to church to fellowship and get around everybody else or just to, to be uh, uh, seen by others? Why? Why do we have Sunday school classes in the back? Why do we pray? Why do we have worship? Well, the Bible says to do so. But really, I think there is a reason why. And my text today, I believe, points to that reason why. 
that I may know him. I come to church to know my Savior more. I come to church to learn about Jesus more, more of him. The songwriter captured the lyrics when he said, more about Jesus would I know, more of his grace to others show, more of his saving fullness see, more of his love who died for me, more about Jesus in his word, holding communion with my Lord, hearing his voice in every line, making each faithful saying mine, more about Jesus on his throne, Riches and glory all his own. More of his kingdom sure increase. More of his coming prince of peace. The fact of the matter is that we are here today to know more about him. More about him. Amen. Let me just tell you that Jesus is more than just a story in the Bible. More than just a story at Christmas time. He is the story of the Bible. It is centered around him. Amen. I must be like Paul and say, I want to know you more. Let me take it a little bit further and say, more of Jesus and less of me. More of Jesus and less of me. Hallelujah. I I like what C.S. Lewis wrote in Mere Christianity. He said, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. Quote, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing that we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic or else he would be the devil of hell. You must not or you must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fail, fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with the patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He was not left that, he has not left that open to us. He did not intend to, says Mr. C.S. Lewis. And I agree today with his assessment. Jesus is more than just a good man. He is more than just a good teacher. Amen. He is either who he claimed to be, the I am that I am, or he is a lunatic. Amen. I want to tell you when you look at scriptures, Jesus said in John 5 and 39 that we are to search them. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Hallelujah. I come here this morning with the intent to encourage you, to strengthen you, to charge you, to challenge you, to say the why, the why I get up not only to go to church, but the why I get up every morning is more of Jesus. The why I go about my day is more of Jesus. Oh, that I may know him. Hallelujah. 
Jesus is above all others. There is none like him. He is the main protagonist of the Bible. He is the ultimate story of the Bible. Search the scriptures and you will find him in every thread. Somewhere there's a connection. Somewhere there is a place. Hallelujah. But Paul said that I may know him. That I may. Is there a passion in your heart today to know Jesus? Hallelujah. Is there something inside of you that says, oh, I've got to understand him more. I want to know him more than the batting stat of my favorite ball player. I want to know him more than if my team won this weekend or not. I want to know him more. Hallelujah. This is not just a one-time knowledge. You can't get enough of Jesus in just a year or just 10 years. You can't get enough of Jesus in a lifetime. It is an ever-increasing acquisition. The Greek word for knowledge means a seeking to know, an inquiry, an investigation. Knowledge means more than just simply knowing, having the facts, because there's a lot of people that have facts about Jesus but don't know him. Knowledge here is more than knowing. It embraces the act of knowing. It is a progressive knowing. It is a growing knowledge. For the knowledge of the holy is not a journey. Amen. Or it's not rather an acquisition. It is a journey. It is a process. Amen. I feel sorry for the person who thinks that he has no need to expand his thinking or knowledge of Jesus Christ. I feel sorry for the child of God who thinks I can know just enough about him and get by. Amen. But I want to tell you we must be like Paul and say I've got to dig deeper. I've got to know him more. I've got to know him more. Knowledge, according to the writer of wisdom, the wisdom writer said in Proverbs 1 and 7, he said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of that pursuit. It is the beginning of knowledge. The foundation of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Amen. I, 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 I shudder today or this past week I saw a stat that said Yale University, which got its beginning as a as a, a Christian university. Yale University now has more LGBTQ students than Christian students. Those that call themselves Christians. Now, what, what, how, how far have we come in our pursuit of knowledge to the fact that, that I, I, I'll, I'll think what I want to think and believe how I want to believe? No, the beginning of knowledge begins with the fear of the Lord. If you want to know anything, you start there. If you want to understand God, you start there. If you want to understand life, the beginning of knowledge, not the qualification here that's some knowledge, but the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. The fear, you've got to have a healthy reverence for God, a reverence for His holiness and His righteousness. I don't approach Him like I approach just reading some material that is off the 
shelf, but I want to approach him with, with reverence and godly fear. Amen. There ought to be something that comes over us. When we enter into the house of God, we're not playing games. We're, we're not just going through a, a motion, but it ought to be, oh, this is holy. This is righteous. Proverbs 9 and 10 also says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Our knowledge of Jesus must be progressive. I know there are people in this room today that have been in the house of God or have lived for the Lord for probably more years than I'm alive. I've been alive. But I want to tell you the reason that you're still here today is because there's a passion somewhere that says, I want to know him, but it's a progressive knowing. It is a progressive knowledge. Hosea put it like this in Hosea chapter 6 and verse number 3. Then shall we know if, somebody say if, we shall know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain upon the earth. Hallelujah. Here is a great uh, picture that is painted in scripture about progressive knowledge. It's not just simply I've accumulated uh, facts or intelligence. It's not that I've just gained by gathering information and data or just Google Jesus, but, it, but, it, but I, it is a process that I go through. We'll know if we follow on to know the Lord. It's going forth is like the morning. There ought to be something new that says Today is a new day with Jesus. Something ought to stir us and say, Today I'm going to find out something about the Lord I did not know. Pursuing after knowledge of God must begin with the right motive. Right motive. In that chapter of Hosea, it begins, that very first verse of Hosea begins with these words. Come, and let us return unto the Lord. A progressive knowledge begins with that motive. That motive of, uh, I've got to repent. I've got to, get, I, I, I got to be headed in the right direction. I've got to ask God for the, for the right things in my life. If, if there's sin in my life, I want it out because i got to know him. If there's attitudes in my life that are not right, I want it out because I want to know him. If I have uh, situations and blind spots in my life, I want it out so I can know him. It is a progressive knowledge. Amen. When we pursue him, though, I will tell you something that the scripture tells us out about over and over. If we will pursue him, he will pursue us. If you will go after him, he will come after you. If you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. The pursuit is then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you the word there, follow on, means to run after, to chase, to pursue. Amen. If you're going to know him, you got to have a passion to go after it. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You don't catch it just by coming to church. You don't catch it by simply your parents being Christians. You don't catch it just being around the things of God. Amen. It must be something that you pursue. You pursue. You pursue. 
Jesus said in Matthew 11 and 29, he said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you're going to find rest for your souls. Learn of me. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you today, I talked about having a passion to know him, but passion is not enough. Passion and zeal are powerful, but they're not enough. Passion may fuel our pursuit for God, but without knowledge, passion becomes misdirected. Passion can turn into something that is wrong. Passion can lead you down the wrong direction. Direction. I can show you a passionate drunk and a passionate drug addict and I can show you a passionate rebel but I want to tell you I've got to have a passion for the right things hallelujah Paul, Paul said in Romans 10 and 2 for I bear them record they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge amen I, I, I've watched those who can have such great passion but they have no understanding We must return to him. Sometimes you got to go back to the foundation and just re recheck some of the things, make sure it's all right. If, you're, if your building begins to sag, that means there's a problem in foundation. If there's some cracks in the drywall, there's a problem in the foundation. Amen. Sometimes we need to go back to the foundation and realize Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation. He is the one on whom I build. Hallelujah. We find that man has a quest for knowledge. Man wants to know things. Man has more knowledge at his fingertips than ever before. Man has, you know... If the increase of knowledge from the dawn of history uh, to the 1800s is given the value of one, a value of one, then knowledge has doubled 16 times within the last 10 years. 100 years ago, 90% of the world's population could neither read nor write. Today, 40% of the world's population can read and write. In the Western world, literacy has reached the 90% mark. 90% of all scientists who ever lived are alive today. 50% of the world's inventors have been uh, created, in, uh, inventions rather, have been created in the last decade. Sophistication and communication allows man to see and hear throughout the world instantly. U.S. homes with telephone answering devices jumped 30, uh, from 31% in 1990 to 74% in 2000. Now we don't even have them. Because we've increased with something else. Something else has taken its place. Amen. Now, there are computers in every home, and not just one computer, but you can have a computer in your pocket. You can have a computer in your car. You have it everywhere. Knowledge is increasing. Man has accumulated knowledge, and it is staggering and mind-blowing. Yet the highest calling for you today is not the pursuit of what man is pursuing in the acquisition of knowing, but it ought to be acquisition of oh God may I know you Jesus may I know you may our hearts cry today I want to know him don't be asleep today don't allow the devil to sleep put you to sleep but wake up and say Jesus I just thought I knew you yesterday but I know you more today can I, can I just be straight with you today I have found that in the darkest hours of my life, 
is when I've come to know him more. In the deepest of valleys and the hardest of struggles is when I've come to know him more. Hallelujah. Surely today you know him as the Lord your shepherd. Amen. I shall not want, but don't stop there because he leads us in the paths of righteousness. Amen. He walks us by the, the still waters. He, he makes sure that we're taken care of. But he, he, the psalmist said, yea, though I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Amen. I want to tell you today you wouldn't know that unless you walk through some valleys. You wouldn't know that unless you walk through some hard trials. Jesus is still standing there. The devil will leave you high and dry. Your friends may leave you high and dry. Your family may even leave you. But I want to tell you Jesus said, I'll be with you through the darkest of hours. I want to know that one. I want to know that one today. Man is pursuing self. The mantra of that A is go find yourself. I got a quick solution for you. There's a thing called a mirror. If you don't know where you are, just look in a mirror. There you are. There you are. Amen. There is no shortage of concepts and ideas of who God is from he's dead to he is thousands of deities. This postmodern meism era that we're living in has ushered in a mixture of religions to where now today there is a super hybrid spiritualism that is being perpetrated as a mixture of Christianity, a mixture of Hinduism, a mixture of this and a mixture of that to where Jesus, you watch it, his name is not connected to it. If you hear somebody talking about God, don't just take it hook, line, and sinker that they're talking about the same God you serve. Start finding out how they deal with Jesus. How do they treat Jesus? What is it about Jesus that, that they're looking at? Amen. I think that we ought to have a pursuit in our mind to know that, that our God is unlike any other. Amen. I'm not going to Put my faith in a man upstairs. I'm not going to put my faith in a universal conscience or, or fate or, or some kind of cosmic providence. I'm going to put my faith in the one who said he was the I am. Amen. I want to put my faith in the one that cannot be created for he is the creator. I want to put my faith in the one that is not the figment of man's imagination, some supernatural Santa Claus, some fairy tale character. Amen. I want to put my faith in the one that I know has been the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And, and, and you, you, you know. Pastor, that's your job to preach that. Pastor, that's your job to believe that. Pastor, that's your job. I want to tell you, you've come too late to just simply say, that's my job. I've watched him, amen, when my life was in shambles and he came along and helped dig me out of the miry clay. I've had my sins forgiven, amen. Just, uh, 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 just hold on a little while, amen. If you think you have a hard time believing God, let him come through for you. Believe him and watch him. Put him to the test.
There are some people, I call them super spiritual seekers. They're always coming up looking for something new. Looking for some other kind of crazy belief like some bad trained hound dog that follows a skunk rather than a coon. Anything comes up, I'm going to go, I call them seekers. Never finding, always seeking. But I heard a story that I can identify with about the missionary that went to some country. I wish I knew exactly this, the country. I, I, I just vaguely remember the story. But he went to a country and he preached Jesus. And a man that was there that had traveled hours upon hours to get to that one service and had to go back. And on his way back, he got to thinking about what the missionary said. And he had traveled again for hours and hours. And before he got home, he turned around and began to walk back Again, hours and hours back. And he found the missionary and he just had one question. Would you tell me his name again? Would you tell me his name again? Amen. I know him as the one that, that delivers devils. I've seen him with my own eyes. I know him as the one that can heal cancer. I've seen him with my own eyes. I know him as the one that, that can cause a leg to grow out. Amen. To become uh, uh, straight. I've seen him with my own eyes. I've watched him as the dead come to life because of his name. Amen. You may tell me he's just a man. You may tell me that he's just a story. But I want to know him as the great I am in every part of my life. Hallelujah. The psalmist said in 90 and 2, before the mountains brought forth or ever, thou hast formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. They find some kind of artifact and they date it back 20 billion years. And first of all, I don't know, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but they date it back. If there had been 20 billion years and that thing, that, that leg of that Protosaurus Rex Menoris, it, it has been discovered and they, they dug it up and it's 20 billion years old. He was there. If there is such a thing as 20 billion years on this planet, he was there, amen, before that mountain that, that everybody climbs calls Everest was ever there, he was there, hallelujah. Now that's my God, that's the God I want to know. He is the unchangeable before and the unchangeable eternal everlasting, hallelujah. There's no God like him. In Deuteronomy it says in 4 and 24, he is a consuming fire. In Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he is one Lord. In Deuteronomy 10 and 17, the Lord your God is the God of all gods. Hallelujah. He is eternally your refuge. And underneath are his everlasting arms. Underneath are Deuteronomy 33 and 27. Hallelujah. Samuel, 2 Samuel 22 and 23. God is my strength. Hallelujah. And my power. 
Ha, 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 ha. In Second Chronicles 30 and 9, God is gracious and merciful. Job 33, 12, God is greater than man. Psalm 47, 7, God is the king of the earth. Psalm 50 and 6, God is judge himself. Amen. Psalm 99 and 9, the Lord God is holy. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, behold, God is my salvation. Matthew 3 and 9 said, God is able. John 3 and 33, God is true. John 4, 24, God is spirit. John, or Acts 10 and 34, God is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, God is good. John wrote and said, God is love. Hallelujah. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the A and the Z and everything in between. I want to know him. I want to know him. Can you lift your hands and begin to say that with me today? Oh, I want to know you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to know Jesus, he will reveal the hidden things that he has within himself for you. John 15 and 15, Jesus said, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I call you friends, for all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. I tell you things, let you know. There are things about Jesus I don't know yet. I've been preaching since I was 14 years old. Raising the home of Fred Gill, a great Bible teacher. Sat under the ministry of Bishop M.L. Walls, a great Bible teacher. But there's some things I don't know about my Lord that I want to know. And, and, and is there a price to be paid? Yes. Is there a price to be paid? Yes. Hallelujah. As we preached last weekend, I got to make sure I'm not sipping Babylon wine. I got to make sure that I'm pushing myself away from this world. Amen. That I may know him. That I may know him. Why do you get up in the morning? That I may know him. Why do you go about your job? It's not just to put a, a, a money in your pocket. Amen. But you ought to be deployed with this mentality. I'm a soldier of the cross. I am a child of the Lord. I'm going to find him in this wood that I'm painting. I'm going to find him in this car that I'm fixing. I'm going to find him in this wire that I'm hooking up. I'm going to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. Colossians 1 and 10 says that you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul said, and our brother Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God of God and of Jesus our Lord. I believe the grace that I come to know 
is the grace that I've learned because I've known Jesus. When I know Jesus, I know grace. I know mercy because I know Jesus. Grace and mercy and truth are in him. The Bible said he's full of grace and truth. Praise be to God. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. There's a lot of folks today that want the blessings of Jesus but don't want to know Jesus. They want the goodness of Jesus. They want healing. They want peace. They want deliverance. But here in this verse, it says those things, all things pertaining to life and godliness, come through the knowledge. Why are you here this morning? Why are you here today? Why? Because at the underneath of it all, Brother Mike, is this one thought that I may know him, that I may know him, that doesn't mean I got to have, I may not have a degree. I may not be a doctor so-and-so or master of this or have a bachelor's or I may not have a degree. Amen. But if I know Jesus, I'll make it all right. I'll make it all right. Not that you shouldn't have a degree. That's awesome. That's great. That's wonderful. Amen. But I do know I need to know him. How do I know him? I know him according to relationship. John 17 and 3. And this is life eternal. That they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou sent. Knowing is relationship. Knowing is relationship. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. It all springs from him. It springs from that relationship with Jesus. Knowing God, pursuing his holiness is more than just a noble association and more than just a good idea. It ought to be a blazing reality in our hearts that I know him when I get connected to him. Amen. I want to be like him in whatever way that he reveals himself to me. Hallelujah. How much I know God and the depth of that relationship and that experience with God. The revelations I received are are determined by that relationship. Relationship. Relationship is defined as the state of being related or interrelated. It is the relation connecting or binding participant in in a kinship or closeness. The depth of intimacy with God is going to be determined by your level of pursuing Him. Oh, that I may know Him. Oh, that I may hold. How's your experience with God today? Is it shallow? Is it just superficial? Is it just wading pool size? Or have you gone into the swimming waters with Him? Amen. Relationship is more than affiliation. More than just simply, I'm affiliated with MPC. That's the church I go to. Amen. Coming here doesn't save you. Knowing Jesus will. 
knowing Jesus will. Too many only understand him as just one level, but he, he wants us to know him in so many levels. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Amen. Whatever you had last month, last year, 50 years ago, is the glory that was great. Good memories, wonderful to proclaim and hold on to. But the Lord wants to take us into new dimensions with him. Glory to glory, glory to glory. A.W. Tozer says, knowing God is a process that can no more be exhausted than the exploration of the universe. Hallelujah. I can look to the stars and I can see as far as my eye could see. Oh, but beyond that, there's still so much more. Hallelujah. Let us get closer to the Lord, that we may know him. The Lord gave us an invitation, Isaiah 1 and 18, come now, come now, let us reason together. Let's, let's get together. Let's talk about this. Let me show you some things. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson. They shall be as will. Wool. Come. Let's talk about it. Hallelujah. Man ought to respond to that call very quickly. Like the psalmist in 42 and 1 said, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I want you, Lord, more than anything else. Do you want him more than anything else today? Is there a call from the Lord saying, come up hither? Is there a call from the Lord to you today that says, come on, come on, just let's, let's go a little deeper in our relationship. Hallelujah, let's go a little deeper in our relationship. I want to know him today that is everlasting to everlasting. I want to know the one who props his foot on the earth like a footstool. I want to know him. I want to know him today. Would you stand with me, please? His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundaries known to man. Do you believe him today? Do you believe him today? Do you believe he's God manifest in the flesh? Do you believe that he's a sinner savior today? Do you believe that he is still your advocate and high priest standing in helping you? Do you believe that he is the centerpiece of all that is holy and righteous? Do you believe that he is there today? Amen. Do you still believe that there is none like him? He is unparalleled. He is unbeatable. He is incomparable. He is unprecedented. Do you still believe him today as the healer of the sick? Do you believe him as the healer of the sick? Do you believe him as the deliverer to the captive? Do you believe him as the only entrance into heaven? The only way to the Father. The only way to the holy and the divine. He is the doorway 
to your liberty. Do you need it today? It's in Jesus. Do you need peace today? He's the pathway. Matter of fact, the Bible said he's the prince of peace. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to tell you today, if I could some way draw a picture of him, I would do my best to do. But how you draw a picture of the infinite with a finite comprehension. He's so big. Let me just share with you in closing some scriptures today that take home with you. The psalmist said in 103, Know you that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Do you know him today as your shepherd? Deuteronomy 7 and 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Do you know him today? 2 Corinthians 2 and 14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Do you know him today? Do you know him today? Deuteronomy 4 and 39 says, Know therefore this day and consider in thy heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. There is none else. There is none else. Oh, that I may know him. My soul thirsts for you. As a man in a dry and weary land, are you hungry for him today? Can I invite you to come to the altar today? Can I invite you today to come and have this statement in your spirit that I may know him, that I may know him today? Not pursuing, Lord, all the things of flesh. For just a few moments here, oh God, let me know you. Let me know you, Jesus. Let me know you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set your